listening to audio from Faith Church, located on the north side of Indianapolis. If you'd like to check out more information about our church and ministry, please visit faithchurchindy.com. Hello, Faith Church. Uh, Whatever time you're listening to this, I hope you've already had a wonderful time of worship, singing and praying as you've declared the glory of God through the gospel of Jesus Christ, enjoying the preciousness of that gospel, in which the scripture says that as we reflect the gospel of Christ, we are as lights in the world or as stars shining in the universe. Well, we're currently in a series called Life in the Spirit, in which we uh, are looking at the nine flavors of the fruit of the Spirit that we find in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. We've already looked at love, joy, peace, patience, last week kindness, and Jeff, today we have number six, which is goodness. Yes. Uh, Where are we going to go with that? Well, uh, I was thinking about this. Uh, I have uh, two older brothers, and uh, Tom, I know you have siblings. Uh, so I, I, maybe you would hear, uh, maybe from your parents, uh, you know, be good for the babysitter, be good for your brothers while they're watching you, or, or be a good boy. Um, now, because you're much holier than I am uh, and older, I imagine you probably maybe responded something like, what dost thou mean, dearest mother, by good? Surely there is none good except God. No, actually, I just hung my head in shame <laughs> and said, Mom, don't go there. Yeah. I actually mentioned that last week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, last week, as you said, uh, Joey talked about patience uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and uh, this great insight that patience, part of patience is slowing down to ask ourselves, is what I want good? Uh, am I going about it the right way? And, and is my timing right or is it good? So how do we know how to answer those questions then? Uh, yeah, to, to do that, we have to know what is good. And that's what we're talking about today. Okay, we're looking uh, forward to you helping us How we know goodness. Uh, yeah. Tom, we often have pastor lunches together, and uh, you will often have something very healthy. Uh, while we are, you know, having burritos or, you know, something, you, you'll have uh, some a cauliflower and a cantaloupe and... How do you, what makes a good cantaloupe? Well, I I eat healthy in public and I just don't (laughs) let you see me the rest of the time. You know, I have no idea whether a cantaloupe will be good until I taste it. So a good cantaloupe is one that's what, sweet, refreshing, juicy, uh, peak of ripeness. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we might say a good knife is Mm -hmm. one that cuts well, Uh, good soil. Yeah. Uh, is fertile. It's it's well watered, um, but it, it gets a little more difficult when we talk about living things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What what makes a tree good? What makes for a good dog? One that doesn't bark. <laughs> yeah, well, is, is there even such a thing for as good mosquitoes? Uh, you know that, yeah. and this might be a time uh, to stop and maybe just discuss that uh, in your families or for some reflection. Uh, how do we know when something is good? Whatever you think the goal is will determine your standard of goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if that makes sense. Yep. Right? So a good swimmer is one who swims fast, but I'm more than just a swimmer, right? I'm, I'm more, I'm a good person in totality is based on whatever we think that standard is. Now, you've maybe seen uh, a picture of this. That's beautiful. Yeah, it, it looks great, right? It's a beautiful yeah. garden bed. Mm-hmm. 
but what do you think the guy who made that thinks of it? Yeah, it probably has kind of lost its initial purpose. Yeah, I mean, yeah. right. A, a truck was made to carry people and cargo yeah. uh, efficiently and faster than a horse, and, yeah. and it's not doing that anymore. Without a goal or a purpose, uh, it's going to be hard to measure goodness accurately. So you're saying we can't define goodness then without some, some context. Uh, you, you give an eight-year-old boy a, a, a hammer and, and he thinks it's for hitting anything that's in front of him. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and, and, and that's the only use he's because he doesn't understand the good purpose for which the hammer is used. Right. So to be good means more than to just be efficient or effective at pursuing goals. The, the real question is, what are the goals that I'm heading towards? Because yeah. we can have goals that are bad or selfish or harmful. And, mm -hmm. and we have to have some way of knowing. Certainly. Maybe that's worth, again, some reflection. Where do I get my idea of what it means to be a good person? Yeah. And how would other people define it differently? Mm -hmm. So ultimately, of course, we, we want to look at the biblical idea of goodness. And we're in this passage in Second Peter chapter 1. So if you haven't turned there already, go ahead and turn to uh, towards the back of your New Testament, the second letter of Peter. And uh, goodness, at least at the broadest level, is this expression of God's moral excellence, his perfection. Uh, now, in uh, Paul's list in Galatians 5, he uses this Greek word agathos, oh, which, which, which is, is the, yeah. the good, the most yeah. common phrase for good in the New Testament. And it reflects probably the, the rabbinic uh, Old Testament uh, understanding of God's goodness as, as an expression of him as a person. Uh, it's in relation to God, and, and it's not in contrast to Greek philosophy, sort of the ideal of perfection. Yeah. Um, but those things overlap. And, and here Peter uses uh, this Greek word, arete, which is uh, virtue or excellence. And, and so you can imagine there's a lot of overlap there. Uh, in fact, uh, both of them express God's perfection, his completeness, uh, the, the standard that, that we aspire to. And as you, if you compare, uh, for those of you that may have read this in the ESV or some in the NIV, uh, in verse 3, where Peter says, God's divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. But, but the NIV says, uh, who called us by his own glory and goodness. So you see the overlap there between uh, excellence, virtue, goodness. They, they're all kind of related. And then did you notice there was a different preposition there as well between those verses? Uh, that uh, the ESV oh, to or by. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The, the ESV renders it, God called us by his glory mm -hmm. and excellence. And the NIV says, God called us to his glory and goodness. Uh, and, and I want to, I think we say both of those are true. Mm -hmm. they're, they're just, it depends on how you, how you read that passage. Oh yeah, but it is quite a difference. <laughs> yeah, we, we are drawn yeah. to the Father because we've seen the deep, the matchless mm -hmm. goodness of Jesus. Our, our hearts are drawn to God in his glory and, and in his excellence. The psalmist talks about that, uh, you know, over and over again. Yeah, uh, Psalm 34, 8, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Yes, yes. One of my we, favorite 
uh, passages and a, and a great song too. Yeah, to, to really know God is to have been drawn to him by an experience of his goodness. But God has also called us to his glory and excellence or perfection. So that gets to this idea of goodness being about something living up to the standard, uh, that performing its intended function well. So that if I, if I take a knife and I use it as a screwdriver, I'm, that's not a good use of it. Uh, it. It makes a bad screwdriver, even though it's a good knife. And you'll probably bend the knife and ruin it for its yeah. good purpose. Uh, and you've looked in my tool drawer. <laughs> yeah. So we might say then, um, what is goodness? Mm. Goodness is a, a fittedness to a proper end. Okay. It, it is measuring up to living out the intended goal. That's what goodness is. So good soil is soil that is nurturing and, and life-sustaining. Mm. A good parent, a yeah. good friend, we might say, is even similar in some ways. Mm -hmm. uh, life-giving, refreshing, sustaining. If I'm a um, good father, I'll give life to my family yes. by the way I relate yes. to them. Yes, yeah. you know, even a good grief or a good cry yeah. means we're, we're getting the pain out. Yeah. That, that grief and, and mm -hmm. crying, tears could be a good thing. A good story yeah. is not just entertaining, mm -hmm. but it's satisfying, it's, it's, it's inspiring. It may even challenge us, it, yeah. it may change us. So that means uh, in, in order for me to live out the goodness that God intends for me, I have to know uh, what the end is and what life is supposed to look like. I have to know what the end is, and then I have to be involved in living that out in some way. Uh, so, so basically, a good person biblically is someone who loves what God loves and, and fits himself into that and moves herself towards it, uh, towards that goal, as Peter talked about, of being conformed to the divine nature. Uh, and so then goodness in contrast to, you know, maybe philosophy or, you know, how the ancients thought about it, ancient Greek philosophers, it's, it's not just some esoteric goal that, that's even about me becoming a good kind of person. It, it's about moving towards God's ultimate intended purpose for us. So it goes back to creation of taking us back to we are image bearers of God, uh, and yet we've fallen from that. We're still made in the image of God, but we're falling very short of it. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. So, you know, we think about uh, when Jesus is giving sight to blind people, that's a good thing to do, but because not only is he restoring an eye to its proper function, so that now it's a good eye, it's making the person more like what he ought to be. And then as you think about that, that has an impact on his family and his community. Now he's able to work. Now he's able to contribute. Now he's able to bless others in ways that he couldn't before. That, that's a kind of goodness that goes far beyond, you know, not doing bad things. Yeah. Or, you okay. know, so that's helping us with what goodness is. So then how do we begin to experience right. goodness? So how we experience goodness. Let's, let's dig more then into this passage in Second Peter. Um, look, at, look at what Peter writes in verse 3 that we started with. His divine power has given or granted to us all things that pertain or that required for life and godliness. So we experience goodness, obviously, 
from God. God is good. He's the source of all good. And, and look at what Peter is saying here. God is good because he's not holding back. He, he's given us everything that we need to live fully and to become everything that we ought to be. So any, ex, any experience of goodness for us then is connecting back to the goodness of God. Yes. As it's reflected in the work of the Spirit in us. Yes, absolutely. I, you know, any blessing that we have in this life, any good that we experience is a reflection of God's goodness. And, and it doesn't mean that God's going to give us everything we want, of course. Uh, but he's saying you're not lacking anything. God has given us all we need. You know, because I, I may be lacking health or job security or financial stability. Uh, you know, some people may be lacking romance or excitement or, or adventure in their lives. Uh, this world is definitely lacking something. And boy, we have seen that certainly in these last few weeks with, with all the turmoil and uncertainty. And uh, we see disease and death and injustice and, and violence. And, and I think we need to remind ourselves that we experience God's goodness by telling us, I am not missing out. In, in the sense of, you know, it can, it can be easy to think, you know, if I had that person's job, man, if I had their setup, if, if I had her kids, if, if I had that person in my life, you know, then I would have what I need. But um, it seems like ultimately though a recipe for never being satisfied. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I could I could have peace if I didn't live with this pain or, or yeah. with this difficult person or circumstance. And yet we still sing all my life. God has been faithful. He mm -hmm. has been good to me. And God is not bad or weak or wrong or uninvolved because of something we're suffering or mm -hmm. something we don't have. Yeah. OK. But what, what we're affirming here is that knowing Jesus, having him is the good life. Yeah. And God has given us what we need for life and godliness. Yeah. And as we saw, uh, by his glory and excellence, uh, going on into verse 4, uh, he has granted to us precious and very great promises, so that by them we have escaped from the corruption that's in the world because of sinful desire. Uh, Tom, when, when you read that, uh, you hear great and precious promises, uh, what, what does that make you think of oh, in relation to Jesus? Well, all kinds of things, but I think immediate context certainly sets a backdrop for that in terms of the struggles and troubles of this world uh, uh, sure. with the pandemic, with the, the, the uh, uh, social problems, injustices, and yeah. the effort to make things right, and sometimes yeah. not always going the right yeah. way to try to make things right. But to be able to go back to Scripture and know that the groaning of this world is mm -hmm. coming to an end, that there is mm -hmm. a resurrection, there is a new heaven and a new earth coming. Amen. And uh, I love to think about that. Amen. Yeah. Well, I, I read this and I think of, uh, wow, what has God promised us? What has He given us? Forgiveness, mm -hmm. life. Yeah peace, reconciliation, eternal glory. God gives us his power. He puts his spirit in us. He, yeah. he gives us security and confidence. The, the promise that he will complete what he's begun mm. in us. Amen. Oh, wow, yeah. what a great promise. That, yeah. that God will never give up on me, uh, no matter what. That, that God has called us 
by his great and precious promises to know even more than any of that, that we can and will become like him. Uh, that, that God saves us to become like him. That is the, the fundamental, I think, the great and the precious promise. That, that contrasts, as Peter said, escaping from corruption in the world that comes because of our sinful desires. Uh, and, and, you know, of course, that's looking ultimately to the future, that one day we will be like Jesus and we will see him. But even now, we are escaping the corruption and the decay that, you know, we would define as what's wrong, what's bad, what's evil. Yeah. And instead, we are heading towards what's good, uh, that, that we no longer live for the fulfillment of sinful desires. Wow, what, a, what an experience of God's goodness. Uh, so that's really leads us into the last thing we want to look at, which is, so then how do we reflect? How do we live that out? What does that actually look like? How, how do we reflect goodness? Back in verse 4 again, um, I mean, again, words that we're familiar with, but I, I hope they don't lose the, the weight and the power that God has called us to become partakers in his divine nature, that we would share in his own life and goodness. We are not good in ourselves in the way that God is, um, but with God's help in a new life and empowerment by the Holy Spirit, we can reflect his goodness in our lives. And that's where Paul leads into this, another list of, of virtues or flavors of the fruit of the Spirit. That's, that starts in verse 5. So Peter does the same thing Paul does in all his writing, keeps coming back to these, these concepts. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Uh, and that's where he says, uh, so for this reason, because God has called us out of this world to participate in his nature, make every effort to add to your faith virtue or goodness. And that's, that's the that, key word. That's okay. that same word. Add yeah. to your faith goodness, the, the goodness that we see in God, knowledge, self-control, steadfastness, godliness, brotherly affection, and love. So uh, some definite parallels with Galatians 5.22. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah. and interesting, so the brotherly affection, uh, you know, some have heard the distinguishing of different kinds of love. That's the phileo mm -hmm. uh, and agape, the, mm -hmm. the love at the end there. Uh, and, and he goes on to say, if those qualities are yours and increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful mm. in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because whoever lacks these things has become so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from sin. So mm. uh, let's start with that warning. And Tom, I'm going to throw this one to you. Uh, apparently there's a knowledge of God that can be unfruitful and ineffective. Um, you've been a pastor longer than I have. Any help here? Well, I, I, yeah, it sounds like a pretty serious problem. And, and yes, yeah. just thinking about that a bit, that it's possible to study theology, study mm. the Bible, be able to say true things about God, and maybe even be very impressive in mm. the way you express mm. those things and yet not have it within your own life. Uh, so as someone said, seminary is one of the most dangerous places to be for your spiritual help. I don't agree with that because I found it very enriching, yeah. but it can be dangerous yeah. if you're growing in knowledge without really uh, connecting with God in a personal way. Yeah. Peter pictures this uh, or, or goes on to say, uh, having forgotten that he was cleansed from sin. And, yeah. and I think that's part of what's mm. going on here too. 
So when I'm focusing on what's right in front of me, I'm, I'm seeing the desire or the pleasure or the goal that, you know, that, that I can hold, mm-hmm. that, that I can have right now instead of the goal and the treasure that is maybe far off, but the ultimate desire and, and what we were made for. Is that a danger as we go through the Christian life that we forget <laughs> amazing grace that saved a wretch like me yeah. and we think, oh, I'm a pretty good guy. And well, you've been walking with Jesus longer than I have, so you, well, but it, yes. It's a constant, that's why <laughs> yeah. we go back and yeah. refresh the, our memory of the gospel over and over again. Yeah. Take and us it, back to right. you were dead in your trespasses and sins. And I think yeah. that's what uh, Peter yeah. is getting at here. We become stunted in our growth. Yeah. Maybe we become twisted and we maybe start to think, I don't have that much to repent for, mm-hmm. uh, or I can I can justify what's right in front of me that maybe doesn't line up with the ultimate goal. And in contrast, Peter is saying, no, f- fix your vision on what is eternal, on what really matters. R- remember what God is like. Remember what Jesus has done for you. Remember what he's called you to. The, the gospel, not just of personal sin forgiveness, but the the gospel of God's redemption of all things. Remember how uh, Paul talks about it in Colossians, that that God in Christ will reconcile all things to himself. He he will redeem things. That's not just individuals, uh, because sin doesn't just corrupt people. It corrupts Everything. Systems and structures, yeah. families yeah. and mm. institutions and, and governments and uh, policies and economics. And, mm-hmm. and, and once we understand how big the problem of sin is, that gives us vision for how big God's work is mm. and, and what he calls us to live out. So responding to those uh, great and precious promises is about taking off old ways of living. Uh, recognizing the, the ways that we have been corrupted or are still liable to be corrupted and uh, following Christ in habits and practices of, of a new humanity that crosses every national boundary. It's multicultural, it's multiracial. So then what does it look like for us to fit ourselves uh, towards that proper goal of all things? Uh, that's where we get uh, here into verse 5 and this yeah. list uh, that kind of echoes Paul's. Uh, for this reason, he says, uh, add to your faith goodness, virtue, excellence, uh, knowledge, self-control, steadfastness, godliness, brotherly affection, uh, and love. Okay, We're uh, back to the virtues or fruit of the Spirit. Again. Yes, yeah. and, and that is the context in which now we can start to look at ourselves and maybe ways that we're not reflecting God's goodness. Nobody really wants to be called racist or greedy or violent or um, selfish or think that we are those things. And so naturally we recoil and, and we we'll often find ways to defend or justify or excuse or um, you know, because I, I want to think of myself as a good person. And, and if I acknowledge that I have racist tendencies or I'm greedy or I'm unjust or I'm selfish, then I'm not a good person, so mm-hmm. I can't be those things. Yeah. Hmm. But I think biblically, the sooner we acknowledge those realities in us, the sooner we can move towards ultimate goodness. We can move towards healing and wholeness. 
Because there's an irony here if you think about it. I only become a good person biblically yeah. by acknowledging I'm not a good person. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't grow in any of these virtues without first admitting I don't have them. So does that have something pretty powerful to say then to our current <laughs> cultural situation in which some individuals or companies are shamed into uh, uh, a yeah. different public face of what they say oh. about issues um, and, uh, and, 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 and people, can, people can certainly change from what they've been, but ultimately is it yeah. needs to be a spiritual transformation yeah, of, of course. our hearts and ideals as a country. Yeah, of course. And, but and one person at a time. Yeah, ultimately, yeah. yes. And, and that doesn't mean there aren't policies and practices and laws yeah. that need to change either um, mm -hmm. or things that need to be defended yeah. at the same time. So here's, here's one of the things that I think we can do is ask someone who knows you well. Mm -hmm. So maybe as you look at this list of virtues or you think about the goal uh, that we're heading towards, um, maybe on, in a positive way, it's helpful and encouraging for us to, to hear, where do you see God's goodness reflected in me? Uh, and, and that's an opportunity to give thanks to God. But then we also need to ask, how can I grow in goodness? How could I grow? I need someone that knows me, uh, because if I'm humble enough to recognize our, our, all of us have the propensity to lie to ourselves and <laughs> believe our own press, uh, I don't look at this list maybe with enough honesty and humility to say, you know, I really need to grow in knowledge, self-control, steadfastness, godliness. But the people around me can probably point those things out well. Now, you need to have a, a safe, a loving, godly person that yeah. we can ask. But it's probably helpful to ask someone who knows you well. Somebody you're in a, 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 a real relationship with. Yeah. Not somebody you're picking at from a distance. Right. Know. And and that underscores the community nature of mm -hmm. not just these virtues, but the whole Christian life. Yeah. Uh, because it's a community work to mm -hmm. help each other see and grow in these things. Yeah. And then we also have to know what the goal is. Yeah. Uh, Peter talks about growing in knowledge. Uh, what does life in God's kingdom look like? Mm -hmm. uh, boy, that, that sounds really big. Um, because, it, because it is big. It's, it's more than just how do I grow to be a more Christ-like good person, but now I start to think about, well, what does God care about? Mm -hmm. Remember, it, it's, goodness is about fitting ourselves towards proper ends. So what is the end that God intends, not just for individuals, but for institutions mm -hmm. and uh, structures, because in the kingdom, for example, we look out for others. Mm -hmm. We seek their good. If, yeah, I mean, think about what Jesus talks about, how Jesus talks about leadership. If I'm given a position of leadership, it's to serve and bless others, mm -hmm. not to enrich or advance myself. So how would this work out this, then in our daily work, in your, oh, in your um, Monday through Friday world? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I go to work, yes, to earn a living and to provide for myself and my family. I mean, Paul talks mm -hmm. about that, right? Uh, but that's not the main, not the only reason I go. It's not even just to have opportunities to evangelize people. Uh, I work because God made me to work. Mm -hmm. I work because work is broken and cursed by the fall, but work is not a curse itself. It's I, a good I, thing God gave us. Yeah. It is good. It's yeah. good that I have work and I may struggle at times to find fulfillment in it. Mm -hmm. 
but I work to do good to others, to help solve problems for other people. I may be a customer service representative, and, and that can be really frustrating. God has me in that job to help solve problems for people, mm-hmm. to bless them, to make their lives easier. Uh, when I do my job with integrity, it means I'm working in a way that provides stability and certainty for people, that people can count on me and know that I'm going to do my job honestly. They, they don't have to wonder mm-hmm. if I'm, I'm going to actually, uh, if I can be counted on. I'm, I'm doing my work in a way that reflects the goodness uh, of God, especially in you know, difficult circumstances and with difficult people. So reflecting the fruit of the Spirit, the flavors, all the flavors, goodness included, yes. certainly uh, is going to make a huge difference in our work, probably our own attitude toward our work, right. as well as certainly the impact on, on other people. Sure. Uh, what, what about, if we come back to this challenging, difficult mm question of issues of justice. Hmm. Um, How does does goodness um, relate to that? How do we apply it there? Well, uh, God obviously cares about justice. Mm -hmm. Uh, He cares that the the punishment fits the crime. Mm -hmm. He condemns the guilty and he acquits the innocent. Mm -hmm. And Boy, you look back through the Old Testament prophets, for example, and there's so much judgment and condemnation that God gives to his own people for not doing that, yeah. uh, for favoring the rich and the prosperous, for only looking out for their own interests. I mean, justice in God's economy says, one, yeah, I want to make sure that everyone receives equal justice under the law, but also that uh, it's not just enough, you know, that I live in a nice neighborhood with good schools and, and good job opportunities. Uh, I want others to be blessed in the same way that I am. And, and if there are systems and structures in place that have prevented that, which there are in our country, then goodness means I'm going to work and be involved to address those inequities, those injustices. I mean, God hates oppression. God hates it when the rich and the powerful take advantage of the weak and the vulnerable. And boy, that happens in all kinds of ways in our culture and in every culture around the world. So, Reflecting God's goodness means I'm going to look for where there's injustice and oppression and violence uh, to protect the weak from bullies and oppressors uh, and those who use wealth and power unjustly to advance themselves at the expense of others. That's what the kingdom looks like. Uh, And and so uh, that's what God's love looks like. That's what God's goodness looks like. And then maybe just one more thing to pull out. Um, Peter talks about uh, steadfastness here, uh, to, to be steadfast, to be committed mm, yeah. uh, and to not give up. Um, you know, we might say uh, to be involved not just when it's trending on social media, yeah. uh, not just when it's on the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, all these things are in front of us right now. Yeah, a, so we'll a lot just of wait it out until it goes away, <laughs> yeah, and then everything right. will be back the way and, it was. And, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Or you know, well, gosh, what if I jump in now and people think I'm only on the bandwagon? Well, yeah. you know. Oh, we're all at, right. we're, we're all held in suspicion on that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the way to demonstrate that I'm not just involved in issues of justice or equality or fairness because it's popular is to be steadfast, yeah. to mm-hmm. say, no, I'm, I'm gonna be here walking with you 
when the hashtag is no longer trending on social media, yeah. uh, when it's no longer popular, when it's no longer news, uh, and I don't give up when it gets hard, but yeah. because it's going to get hard. But goodness means I have to be in it for the long haul, mm -hmm. and, and I'm gonna stick with this person, with this situation, with this issue, when it gets really hard, and when it's no longer popular, and when it's no mm. longer news. I, I endure, because yeah. that's what God is like. God is faithful. He doesn't give up on us. And uh, that's what we're going to look at more next week yeah. when we look okay. at faithfulness. Okay, good, good. Uh, you know, both my parents are gone now. You've been through Tom. a lot in <laughs> well, uh, a very short time um, with both your mom yeah. and, your, and your dad's passing. So, yeah, yeah. Um, not as quickly as some maybe, but, you know, both my parents have died within the last two and a half years. Yeah. And... Um, in different ways, they both reflected aspects of God's goodness, mm -hmm. right? As I think we would say everyone does, yeah. because we're all made in God's image. Uh, we, we all reflect his goodness to some degree, even yeah. though that image is marred. But more significantly, what I've been thinking about is, you know, really all that's left of them now is memories, mm -hmm. uh, maybe a few mementos, and the impact that they had on the people who are still here, mm. like their kids, their grandkids, their friends, their colleagues. Um, and that's going to be true for every one of us. Mm. And it's really made me think now more about, um, you know, what kind of legacy do I want to leave behind? Yeah. What do mm. I want my life to be about? Mm -hmm. What am I heading towards? Because goodness is about fitting myself towards the proper end. Mm -hmm. And God is the one who is the ultimate good, who is the definition of good, who calls us to his goodness to reflect it in my life, in, in our lives. I, I want my life to be headed towards the right thing, and I want people to see God's goodness mm. in me. Mm. Tom, would you pray for us? I'd love to. Yeah. Thanks. Bow with us, please. Oh, God, thank you for this uh, passage from your word and uh, just the encouragement that is in it that you've not held out on us, Lord. You've given us everything, all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. Um, it's easy to be discouraged as we see the lack of moral virtue, goodness, all the flavors of the fruit of the Spirit in our lives to the extent that it ought to be. But thank you that you are faithful, that you are continuing to do your work in us. And so help us to see that end uh, in terms of what you're accomplishing in us and what you even promised to do for the world in terms of renewal. And so we close by saying and praying, God, teach me your way, O Lord. Lead us on a level path. And we believe that we shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Oh, God, help us to truly trust in you and your goodness and joyfully submit to your work in us by your Spirit to produce the fruit of that one Holy Spirit. We pray in his name. Amen. Amen. 
Thank you for joining us today in God's Word. I hope you'll reflect on it and uh, see God's work in your life. We'll see you next time.